Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Today's episode is all about feedback. And it's really the perfect time for us to be diving into this topic because it is the end of the year. And this is often when organizations are doing their performance evaluations or performance reviews. And it's also a time when we are around family and friends and we might be getting some informal feedback as well. So today's episode will help you in both instances. And the whole point of today's episode is to help you use feedback for you, not against yourself. I'm going to be sharing some specific strategies for how to do that. And really the the key message for you to have here is the purpose of feedback is to connect you with yourself. And when we do this, What we really are doing is we're helping us to see how we are there for ourselves. We're building our self-support. We're building our resilience. We're showing up as us. We're getting to know ourselves even better. And this is the whole point of feedback. It gives us some awareness into who we really are beyond our limits, beyond our ego, in that soul-centered space. So that's what today's all about. Now, before we dive into that, I want to share a work win. And this work win is a great example of how to use feedback for you. My client's boss reached out and said that my client needed some help with his communication, with his ability to show up in meetings. He had just been given a leadership role for a project and there were weekly touch point meetings where the team was to brainstorm and figure out next steps for the project. But my client didn't really know how to lead the meetings effectively, wasn't showing up in a way that was useful. And so his boss reached out to me to get help with that. And this is really what started my whole relationship with this client. I hadn't worked with him before then. The boss reached out. So we started coaching together. And this client, oh my goodness, they were willing to use the feedback they got from their boss for them. They didn't use it. This client of mine, he didn't use this feedback from his boss against himself to mean he was wrong, to hold himself back, to say he couldn't do it. He used it to help himself forward. He used it to say, okay, that's my boss's opinion. What do I think? How can I show up? How can I be there for my team in this capacity to lead in this project so we can get the results we're after? And through coaching together, he learned not only how to tap into his confidence, but also how to communicate and structure his meetings clearly and concisely in a way in which every voice got to be heard without the conversation going way off track, without people railroading each other or taking over the meeting, this client learned how to manage in his leadership role so that the team could get their work done. And at the end of working together, we got some more feedback from his boss and the feedback was raving. This boss noticed the incredible transformation that my client had gone through in his ability to communicate 
and lead the team so that they could get the results they were after for their project. So massive congratulations to my client. What a great way to use feedback for ourselves. And what can help us with this is working with a coach because when you're with your coach, your coach is there to help you to hear from you, to help you tap into what's really going on, to help you use that feedback for you so that you can communicate clearly. So you can know how to speak up, help tell someone to you know, stop talking, but in a way in which keeps the conversation going without anyone feeling like they are underappreciated. Because sometimes we really do need to stop people from going down one communication path because it'll take us away from the point of the conversation. That's what coaching can help you do. Coaching with me, you learn how to communicate. You learn how to be effective in tapping into your own confidence so you can excel in your role, whether it's leading a meeting or having a conversation with your boss or giving difficult feedback or receiving difficult feedback, coaching can help you to tap into you so you can know what you want, get clear in who you are and show up as you, as you go. So if you want in on this and you are ready to go deep in 2022, showing up at a whole new level, a confident level of who you really are, it's time to join me in some coaching. I have two options for you. You can join me one-on-one and we work together in a six-month coaching capacity specific to you so that you truly can make those bold moves you're wanting to make in your career even if you're not sure exactly what those moves are just yet. And if this is calling to you, you'll want to enroll now because come January, the prices are increasing. So if you want to get in on the current rate, now is the time to enroll. If this is calling to you, you can reach out to me at lisa at beliefseed.com. The email is in the show notes as well. And let me know you're ready to go. If you prefer, we also have a group coaching option, and this is specific to confidence at the soul level. It'll help you to tap into that self-confidence so you can manage your own thoughts around you, stop seeking validity, and instead turn to yourself for self-support so you can make decisions aligned from that soul place. And if that's calling to you, you can see the link in the show notes as well. That kicks off in January, but the sooner you join, the more coaching you get. All right, so that is our work win for today, and it fits so well with today's topic about feedback. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to define feedback, then I'll talk about some of the types of feedback and sources of feedback, and that really is just to set the context for the heart of today's episode. And at the heart of it, I will contrast how to use feedback for you versus how we often use it against ourselves so that by the end of this episode, you are very clear on how you can use your feedback for you so that you can make those bold moves and show up fully as you and be more connected to yourself with each piece of feedback that you receive. Okay, so we will now define feedback. What is it? Feedback is data, and I like to call it data as opposed to information because information assumes value. <laughs> and I want to share with you, feedback is not always valuable. Sometimes we don't need it. Sometimes we don't want it, and it's not helpful. Sometimes it is, but 
Not always. So when we think of it as data, it reminds us of the neutrality of feedback because feedback truly has no meaning for you until you make it mean something because feedback is just data. Now that data can be useful and it can be not useful. And it really depends on us and how we use it. And also the person giving us the feedback. I was in my master's program for my degree and they always talked about garbage in, garbage out. And this saying is about data. And it's this idea that you can't analyze bad data to come to good results. If the data you get isn't useful, it doesn't matter what you do with it. It's not going to give you any insights. The same is true with feedback. If the feedback you get is coming from a filter of another person and that other person is feeling lack or low self-esteem or is projecting on you, the data is not going to be useful because it's not good data. Think of it like this. If you had food that spoiled in your fridge and you take it out and you make a dish with it, it doesn't matter how great the recipe is that you used and how well you prepared the food. If the food was spoiled, it's still going to taste really bad and not be helpful and actually harm you. That is the truth with feedback too. So if feedback is just data, this means it's not necessarily true. Don't assume feedback as fact because feedback can often be flawed because the feedback is filtered, filtered through the lens of those who deliver the feedback to you. Think about it like this. Let's say you just finished a meal and you're wondering if you have any food stuck in your teeth and you don't have a mirror near you. So you turn to your friend next to you and you say, hey, do you have a mirror I can borrow? And your friend has a bag with you and they say, yes, I do. It's in here. So your friend reaches in, pulls out this little handheld mirror and hands it to you. You say, great. And you pick up the mirror and you hold it to your face. And you notice there's a lot of junk on the mirror, like dirt. Maybe there's some crumbs from whatever else was in the purse. Maybe there's a scratch or a scuff, but the mirror is a little bit dirty. So when you notice that and you hold it up to your face, you're looking at your own reflection and it looks dirty because the mirror is dirty. Do you make that mean your face is dirty? No, you know it's the mirror. Do you make it mean you can't use the mirror? No, you see that the dirt is there on the mirror. Maybe you try to wipe it away. Maybe you just let it be. You look past the dirt and look at your teeth to see if there's any food in it. This is the same with feedback. Feedback is filtered, meaning all of the gunk (laughs) within the other person's mind is showing up in the feedback. They're filtering it in that way and they're handing it to you. They're handing you their dirty mirror so you can look at yourself. This doesn't mean the mirror itself is useless, but it means take into account the dirt that comes with it, the filter, the perspective that it's coming from. It's not clean. It's not a fresh new mirror, fresh out of the box. No, it's coming from somebody else's perspective. Always remember that because it'll help you realize that feedback is just an opinion. And the other thing I want to say about this is this can help us to see that feedback is optional. We are in a society that often stresses the benefits 
and the importance of feedback. It talks about how we should be open-minded. How should we be always be receiving to feedback? And I want to say that this is just not the case. You do not have to be open for feedback all the time because it doesn't really do you any favors. If you already know what you think and you're ready to go, getting more feedback is just more information you have to sift through to say no to or to say, here's why I disagree. If you're not wanting to change your opinion and you're not wanting any more data, you feel set in what you have, there is no need for more feedback. Don't assume having an open mind, always taking in information is the best approach because sometimes that slows us down and it keeps us small because we keep taking in more information. It's like we have this wood chipper and what you do is you take a stick and you put it in there and it chips the stick up into little pieces, but you have to do it one at a time because if you were to put a bunch of sticks in one after another, it gets stuck. This, the wheels stop spinning to chop it so the wood can't be chopped anymore and you end up with your wood chipper overheated from the energy that it's expending trying to chop it all or just jammed. There's too much in there. The same is true with feedback. We don't need more and more feedback. Sometimes we just need to let it be clean and move forward with what we have, what we already know, what we've already decided. What this means is you can say no to feedback. You can say, oh, I hear you and you know what? I'm actually not looking for feedback right now. I'm already set to go. And you can leave it at that. You don't have to take somebody else's opinion. You can share, hey, I'm not looking for opinions here. I just want to inform you all. Here's the next step that I'm taking. You don't have to get feedback. You don't have to assume it's better to receive it. So I wanted to share that with you because I think sometimes we have this impression that we're supposed to always want it. Let's say you know, though, that you do want feedback. You're interested in it. So now we need to figure out, okay, how do you use it for you and not against you? And there's a couple different ways I want to approach this, and it depends on the type of feedback that you're after. So we're going to take a little bit of a back road to our final discussion point here because it's going to give you some helpful context. We're going to first, before we talk about how to use feedback for you, we're going to talk about the types of feedback. And I'm breaking it down into two broad categories. You have formal feedback and informal feedback. And the formal feedback is the type of feedback you probably hear about the most. It's the 360 degree feedback process where you get feedback from your direct reports, your colleagues, your boss, maybe people from other departments, maybe your clients, depending. And it all comes together and is synthesized to give you information about how people perceive you. Or maybe it's a formal performance review where it's just your boss responding about you. So there's these formal processes. Or maybe it's a self-assessment where you are formally taking yourself through questions and responding about you to get clearer on what you think. Those are all types of formal feedback. But what can happen is we forget that this is still filtered information. And when it comes from the organization, it's filtered in two ways. First off, you have each individual's opinion that's giving you feedback. So that filter, their gunk on their mirror of their own self, their using to assess you and hand it to you in that way. You're getting that gunk. You're getting that filter. 
And you're also getting the filter of the organization, what the organization values, what the organization believes. And this comes out in how people respond to the questions about you and also in the questions that are actually asked. The filter of the organization comes through in terms of even the ways the questions are asked and the things that it's asked that are asked about. So you actually end up with two separate filters coming together to tell you who you are. And this is where feedback can go wrong. You're getting the magnified version of what's valued in that organization. What does this mean? It means, well, don't take the data at face value. Remember this filter. It doesn't make the data wrong necessarily. It just makes it contingent upon the filter of the organization. So the way to use this data is not to assume that the results of your performance review or of a 360 appraisal where a bunch of people have responded about you, don't assume that that is who you are. That's just other people's filter of who you are, then filtered through the organization context of who you're supposed to be to tell you how well you're doing. We don't need to let other people tell us who we are. We get to tell ourselves who we are. And we can use the data from the formal processes to check back in with ourselves to say, okay, here's what the results of this survey say. What do I think? What lands here? What doesn't? Always remember that lens. You don't have to just assume it's accurate because there's numbers behind it and analysis behind it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. And it doesn't really even matter the truth of it, because what really matters is using feedback to get connected to you. The only one who can truly know who you are is you. Everyone else just has what they see. What they see you do based on their own beliefs. They don't know what it's like to be in your head. So remember that when it comes to formal feedback. The other type of feedback is informal feedback. And this is also unsolicited feedback. So this is when somebody says, you know what? I'd like to give you some feedback about this. Or they say, if you ask me, or they say, in my opinion, and then they proceed to tell you what they believe you're doing right or wrong. And you might not have even asked for it. (laughs) So maybe you did, but oftentimes we don't. And all of a sudden you're getting inundated with all these opinions. Remember, you don't have to take it to heart. You can simply say, okay, I hear that's what you think. I'm not actually looking for feedback right now. I feel pretty good about where I'm at. Or you can just say, you know what? I'm actually not looking for that feedback. So those are the types of feedback. And I bring it up. Because whether it's formal or informal feedback, you still can use it to help you connect with you. And the best way to connect with yourself using feedback is through feedback you give yourself. So if we were to rank the different sources of feedback that you can get, I would classify there being three types. And the first and most important, where you should go first and final, is your own feedback for yourself. 
And I say first and final because I always want you to check in with yourself first before you hear other people's opinions and you use their opinions to cloud your judgment. First, ask yourself, what do you think? What worked? Would you change anything? If so, what? Would you keep it the same? If so, why? What helped you? What didn't help you? How do you want to respond next time? First, ask you. Then if you feel so inclined, you are welcome to ask other people's opinion. Hear what they have to say, but then filter it back through yourself and say, okay, so-and-so said this. How does that resonate? What do I think about that? How do I feel about that? Why do I feel that way? Because what you're doing then is you're using their opinion of you and what you did to then check in with yourself and see what feels true to you. So if you're in a conversation with somebody and they think you should do it a completely different way, you can check in with yourself and notice, how do I feel? Maybe you notice you feel frustrated by their feedback. They say, you know what? You really should have done it this other way. That would have been better. And you feel frustrated. Okay, ask yourself, okay, my feedback for myself here is I'm frustrated by their feedback. Why am I frustrated? And check in. Is it because you truly do not agree and doing it their way puts you out of alignment with your own belief? Or is it because something that they said taps into an insecurity that maybe you have as well, but you're not wanting to own and hearing them say it pulls it out of you and frustrates you? Check in. Get to the source of the frustration. This will help you know how to respond. This will help you know not to just take what they say and assume it's right or correct, but to take what they say and check back in with yourself to see what's right and correct for you. And only you know that. This is why coaching is so powerful because your coach will help you to do that. Because really what we have here is this extra lens. If you are taking in feedback, you always have the lens of the person the feedback's about, then the lens of the one giving the feedback, then the lens of you determining how to use that feedback. That's three lenses that you need to take into account when it comes to feedback. So the coach can help you manage that process to help you separate this out so you can then ask yourself through the coach's guidance and questions to help you get there to review, okay, this is what was said. What do I think? How do I want to use it and to truly get this to the source of your frustration, your emotion, your thoughts around the feedback? This will help you know how to move forward. And that's what I help my clients with. So make sure you enroll in one-on-one coaching before 2022 if you want to get in on the current rates. All right. The next Second most important source of feedback is feedback from the situation itself. This type of feedback has to do with the results that you're getting. You notice what you're doing and what you get from those actions. And the reason this is second is because how you feel, which is feedback you give to yourself, how you feel is closer to the source of you of who you are. And so that's the number one source. You want to use that source most prevalently. But then the second closest to you is situational because it's the results that you are getting. 
And you can't control that 100% of the way because there's a whole world out there and your results have to do with you and what you bring to, but also the context around you, the people around you. So we want to take in the situation knowing that it's not fully in our control. And if you think about this, uh, an example could be, let's say you have a specific way you believe the team should move forward on a particular project. So you go to a team meeting and articulate your approach. You share the reason why. You clearly explain the problem at hand. You demonstrate the solution. You've thought out all of the steps. You communicate it clearly and concisely, and they can understand what you're saying. It makes sense. But then they decide not to move forward with that plan. Does that mean you did something wrong? Did you mess up your delivery? Were you not clear in what you said? Not necessarily. Because them not deciding to go with your approach has to do with them, the organization, the finances of the department, the client's opinion. There's so many different things that come to play there beyond just you and how well you articulated your message. So just because the result isn't what you wanted doesn't necessarily mean that you were wrong for how you did it. So if this is the case, use the situational feedback to decide, okay, is there anything that I would have changed about what I did? No, I feel like I did a great job. Great. Awesome. Feedback for yourself. You did great. You can move on. This is your way to use the situation's feedback to help yourself as well. Now, perhaps you ask yourself that question and you're like, you know, I actually think I would like to build out the second point more if I were to communicate this again and here's why. Great. Now you have feedback for yourself. Now you can apply that next time. Still doesn't mean you were wrong in how you presented it the first time, but it does give you something fun to try out and play with the next time around. This is using the situational feedback for you. The third, and what I would call the least important source of feedback, is other people. Why is this the least important and the least emphasized from my perspective? And the reason is other people are farthest away from you. It's more about them than you. It's more about the lenses and the filters and the projections they have than you. Even if you have the most self-aware, clearest, most aligned, calm, centered individual giving you feedback, it's still about them and their perspective. More so than you because it's coming from their mind. They're using you as a point to reflect on, but it's based on their own thoughts. So keep that in mind. That is why it's the, I would, I would call the least important source of feedback. So most important source, you feedback for yourself, which could be done in a formal way through giving yourself a self-assessment or an informal way, like just checking in with yourself. Second, the feedback from the situation, because that's still close to you because it's your actions and the results that you get. Also knowing that you can't fully control that. And then the third, 
other people's opinions of you, which is their own thoughts based on their own beliefs more so than has to do with you, even though you're the point of focus that they're thinking about. It's still a lot about them. Okay. I hope this helps give you an idea, even indirectly, about how to use feedback for you because it redefines the way we think about feedback. It makes it less about us and more about everything involved in the feedback process. This is actually also why I think personality assessments are so useful. It's because they're based on you answering questions about yourself based on what you believe. And then that going into a actual representative sample of a bunch of people beyond just your organization, but a larger sample that's representative. And in that way, you get results back from a true sample. And what it does is it allows you to then say, okay, here's what I said about me. Here's the results that it's saying about people who respond the way I tend to respond. And now I check back in with me and see how this fits, see what this represents, see how I can use this for me. So that's one powerful tool of feedback. We've defined feedback. We've talked about the types. We've talked about the sources. Now what I want to do is I'd like to talk about how to use it for you versus against you. And I'm going to share it in a way where I say, this is how the person would use it for you. This is how that person would use that same feedback against themselves. And I want you, as I do each of this through each item, I want you to check in with yourself and say, okay, have I done this before? Does this resonate? Because as you do that, you'll start to see places in which you maybe could adjust how you use feedback so that you can make it work for you. Because here's the thing. If you are a a Property Brothers fan, (laughs) and I am, for for those who don't know, um, it's the Property Brothers are two twins who go in and they renovate property. And they have a lot of different shows, but the overarching idea is they take a house and they redo, they renovate that the rooms within the home in order to make them new, make them better fit what the buyers or the homeowners are wanting. So that's, that's what they do. So if you think about the property brothers, they always start with the demolition day. And what that is, is they take their tools and they use them to basically destroy the room. They'll often start in the kitchen and they'll take their screwdriver and they'll unscrew the kitchen cabinets or they'll literally just pull them down. They'll take a sledgehammer and they'll hound into the walls and they'll they'll pull the walls down and they'll use all these tools to demolish the room. But then later on in the episode, they'll use many of those same tools to bring the room back up, to screw in the new kitchen cabinets. So what we can see here is feedback is like that. It's that tool. You can use it to demolish yourself, tear yourself down, destroy yourself, or you can use it to build yourself back up, to help yourself see your strength, to reconnect with you, to connect to the gleaming kitchen underneath all of the rubble that's already there. So that's what we want to use feedback for. That's what we want to do is we want to use the tool for us. So here we go. 
We use feedback against ourselves when we use it to beat down on ourselves. When we make the feedback mean something's wrong with us and we continually do this over and over. But we use that same feedback for us when instead of beating down on ourselves, we check in with ourselves. We build ourselves up. We create a sense of self-support. So ask yourself, am I using this feedback to tell myself how I'm wrong? Or am I using this feedback to check in and help support myself to get more aligned and connected with who I am? The next strategy for you to do to change from using feedback against yourself to using it for you. We use it against ourselves when we let others tell us what we should want or what we should be. This is when somebody tells us, hey, you're not speaking up enough. You're not nice enough in your communication. You're too whatever it might be. And we use that to mean, oh, something is wrong. I'm not supposed to be that way. People shouldn't be as quiet as I am. People shouldn't be as kind as I am or as direct as I am, depending on on your own approach. We use it to mean something isn't right. The way we want to be is actually not how we should be. That's using it against yourself. But to use it for you, what you want to do is take that same feedback where maybe somebody says, hey, you're way too direct. Check in with yourself and say, okay, do I want to be direct? How is this serving me? Do I like that I do this? If I weren't direct, what would that be like? Do I have to be direct? Do I want to stay being direct? What would it be like to not be direct? What if I didn't have the story that I am direct? Do I even think I'm direct? That's just their opinion. Do I believe that? Use that to get clear on how you see yourself, how you want to see yourself, and if there's anything you would adjust, as in do more of or do less of, to stay or become more of how you want to be and are. Okay, the third thing I want to share with you. We use feedback against us when we use it to get defensive. We we build our defensiveness. We become defensive to the feedback. So if somebody says something to you and you try to justify why you're that way and you maybe even attack them for what they say, you defend your stance on it from this place of lack from this place of trying to hold your ground because if you don't, they're going to topple you over. That's coming from a place of a lack of security because it's coming from this idea that they could beat you down, that they could tumble you. So you have to come to your own defense to support yourself. And you don't really have to do that. Instead of building defensiveness, what I'd like you to do is use feedback for you by using it just to get to know others preferences. It's not about you. They say you're too direct, or maybe they say you're too nice. You don't have to get defensive about why you're direct or defensive about why you're nice. Just say, okay, one, does that even feel true to me? If yes, why? If no, why? And then two, okay, what does this say about them? Apparently they would like me to be nicer, or apparently they would like me to be more direct, depending on whatever feedback you get. Okay, if that's what they want, now I know what they want. Do I want to adjust? And sometimes people don't like this part because they think I'm telling them to adjust who they are. And that is not what I'm saying. I want you to think about this like a masseuse. Let's imagine that you are a masseuse and you have a client and they're on the table and you are giving them a back massage. 
and your client goes, ah, that's too hard. Can you, can you go softer? You as the masseuse, do you make that mean you're a bad masseuse that you were wrong for pressing as, as hard as you did? No, you probably would make that mean, okay, this client prefers a softer touch. And then what you would do was say, do I want to go more softly? Sure. Why not? I'm going to go softer. And you do a softer touch that way. Or maybe you realize, you know what? I actually don't want to go more softly because I I think the reason that this hurts is because they have a lot of knots and tension points here. And it would actually be good if I get these out, even though it hurts a little bit. So you share and you express that to the client and then move forward from that place. That's you using feedback to get to know other people's preferences and then deciding how to respond based on that. The masseuse isn't less of a masseuse if they adjust their their amount of pressure and go more softly because the client requested it. It doesn't mean they're not being them, their best masseuse. No, it means they're adjusting based on the people around them. We are in this world together with other people. Other people have preferences. We can decide to work towards supporting those preferences or not. And it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong way. Just check in with how you want to be. How do you want to show up? Do you want to adjust? Do you not want to? And why? And do you like your reason for it? This is you not coming from a place of defensiveness because you already know you're an amazing masseuse. You have the skills. This is why self-confidence is so important. When you're self-confident and you get feedback, you hear the feedback but without feeling like you have to defend your own honor for the feedback you've gotten. You just let it be what it is and you respond from that place. There's no battle to be had because you've already won because you are already there for yourself. Okay, the fourth way I want to talk about this. We'll use feedback against ourselves when we make others' preferences and opinions matter more than our own. What this looks like is you hear somebody's feedback and you think their feedback is more valid than yours. But here's the thing. If we're going to use feedback for us, we actually want to approach it believing that our own opinion is just as valid as other people's. No one's opinion matters more than another, even if they're more experienced, even if they have more time on the job, even if they're where you want to be and you're not there yet. Because their opinion is their approach in their way, and they're sharing it with you for whatever intention. And then you get to decide if it's valid for you, for who you are, because we're each unique beings. Yes, we have so many similarities because we're human. We're in this life together. We have so many of the same core motives and beliefs and values. I'm not denying that, but we each are still a unique expression, a soul energy, a soul essence within ourselves. And our opinion is just as valid as another's. And when the opinion has to do with us and who we are, people telling us how we're supposed to be or what they think about our workmanship or personship or work styles, then actually I would argue your opinion of yourself is even more valid than theirs because it's about you and you're closest to the source because it's about you. So remember this, if this is you, Ask yourself, am I honoring my own opinion here? Do I see myself and my thoughts and expressions about me as just as valid as somebody else's? Or am I discounting my own beliefs and my own perspective? And if you're discounting it, 
help yourself to see its value because it's just as valid. The last I want to share with you about how to use feedback is we use it against ourselves when we're coming to feedback from a place of growth because we think there's something wrong with us, because we think we need to fix something, because we think something's lacking, that we're not there yet. And what I want us to do instead to use feedback for us is to come to it from a place of growth, knowing that we're already whole. There is nothing wrong with us. So let's say you've just hired a personal trainer and they're giving you feedback on your form about some exercise move that you hadn't done before. If you're going to use this feedback against you, what it'll be is, oh, I'm doing this wrong. I can't figure it out. Something's not right about this. I'm going to injure myself. This is going to be bad. I shouldn't be doing it the way I've been doing it. I need this person to tell me what to do. I can't figure it out. And you do it from this place of lack where, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get there. I don't know if I can do it. You feel dependent on the trainer. And what that does is it creates this relationship where you don't feel good as you. And so you feel like you have to have the trainer to tell you how to do it so that you can succeed. So you get, up, you get trapped in this relationship, you become dependent upon it, and then you don't feel strong in yourself. You don't feel whole in yourself. But if you were instead going to use that same feedback for you, where you're given a correction on the form that you're using for that exercise, to use it for you would be like, okay, great. I'm going to try it that way. This trainer has you know, done it this way with a bunch of other people. Why not try it? It's not that your form was wrong. It's that your form tends to lead to injuries. Let's try it this other way. Cool. Awesome. There's so many ways you could do the same thing. Let's try it this way. That's what I hired this person to do. I'm curious of their opinion. Yeah, I could keep going by myself and I could trial and error it and I could keep doing it this wrong way and maybe end up with an injury and that's feedback for myself to adjust. Or I can use this person's background and check in with myself on if I want to do what they say to move forward. This is you using feedback for you. And what it does is it allows it so you can still be open to feedback when you want to be. You're hiring a trainer because you want feedback, you want help, but don't use the feedback to tear yourself down. Use it to help yourself grow. Use it to support yourself forward. Okay. So those are how we can take feedback and use it for ourselves. And remember, The main thing is that feedback is here to help us connect with ourselves because there's nothing wrong with us. We don't need to beat ourselves down. We don't need to let others tell us who we are. We don't need to be defensive when we get feedback that hurts or that feels harmful. We don't need to make other people's opinions matter more than our own. We don't need to take a small subset and magnify it to mean this is who we are and we don't need to assume something's wrong with us. No, guess what? Feedback is our way to connect with us. We can use it as a tool to grow. Grow not because we're lacking, but because we already see we're whole. And instead of meaning we have to fix something, we use it to say there's so much beautiful about us. Let's continue to get to know that part of us. Let's truly build our awareness and who we are and connect with ourselves. And feedback can be our way to do that. So then what happens is we're using it for ourselves as we check in with ourselves. We support ourselves. We get clearer on who we are. We build resilience because we are being there for ourselves. 
we're not making somebody else's opinion mean anything about us. And we're showing ourselves how strong we are when we disagree even on what people have to say, or when we mess up and we're getting feedback that's hard to hear, but actually resonates. Also, we build that resilience and we get to know what other people think uh, separate from what we think and adjust as we want, uh, as it feels right to us, be that masseuse crafting a way and responding in a way and flexing in a way to the environment, still connected to who we are, still connected to our truth, because we believe our opinion is just as valid and even more valid when it's about ourselves. That's us being representative and hearing ourselves and being there for ourselves and coming from the place of knowing we are whole already and connecting with ourselves through the feedback that we use as a tool to help us grow. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can apply these strategies and these tips to formal feedback processes as the end of the year is here and you're getting feedback. You can also use it informally in team events or uh, in conversations with loved ones, with family as they're offering their opinion to always remember how to use your feedback for yourself to connect with you. Thank you for listening to our episode today. And if you are ready to dive into your own soul and you want to be connected with soul-filled self-confidence that allows you to fully show up so you can do your work your way with soul, then join me in our group coaching program. It starts in January, but go ahead and enroll now. And the sooner you enroll, the sooner you start getting support. So click the link in the show notes to enroll and I will see you there.